everyone. Welcome to the Arrow Panel, episode 25, where we discuss dance games, DDR, Pump It Up, ITG, yeah. all the good stuff. I'm DDR is Dance Dance Revolution, by the way. <laughs> yeah, those, I guess those were all, yeah, in the groove. Do we discuss uh, Just Dance? We can. Just Dance, yeah. Is that a dance game? Dance Rush? Did we mention that already? No. I don't oh, think yeah. So. Yeah. All the dance games. Yeah. Mostly uh, DDR. Mostly DDR. <laughs> uh, I'm Coco at Coco Dex on Twitter. I'm Roger Clark at Roger Clark on Twitter. And I'm Dalton Runberg, Blue Chows at Run Dalton Run on Twitter, which I don't think I've said on the show before. I don't think you have. Yeah. Need to brand myself better. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we'll start the show just going over the latest news for DDR. Got some new songs. Yeah, we, we do have... Uh, quite a few new songs, actually, for just the past couple weeks. Um, there was a new, it was an extra savior song called Algorithm, Soundholic, with, was it Nana Takahashi? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, it's a 13. I love it. Yeah. It's very fun. Um, yeah. It's a very good song, too, which always helps. Yeah, solid 13. It's got uh, some tricky kind of gallops, sort of like electronic, uh, was it, electric dance Oh, EDSM. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of weird crossover. Crossover gallop, gallop stuff. Yeah. It's got some stops. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And I, I saw that, you know, I think Jeff MFC'd it today. And yeah. Somebody had it before that. Oh, uh, Nat 8. Nat 8. Yeah. Nat, this guy from Canada who is just has all kinds of amazing scores lately. Yeah. Um, we had an update uh, with a bunch of stuff in one week. We had Endemion is now unlocked for normal play. Oh, yeah. If you've gotten to the end of the Renan's Adventure, you can just play Endemion all you want now. So a lot of people have been going for the expert and challenge chart that couldn't do it before because it was on Life 4, which is prohibitively difficult. Yeah, especially challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And and now if you haven't haven't reached Endemion yet um, through the Renan's Adventure um, event, you can you now get like four times as many steps. So you'll reach it a lot quicker. Yeah, I was, than, I was than at you... the arcade the other day and someone extra stage got like 40 steps or something on one song. <laughs> like it's, they really want people to get to the new content. Yeah, so, so. If, if you were putting off Inde- like unlocking Endemion, now is the time. Uh, yeah, along with that, they added a challenge chart for Ace for Aces, which is... Yeah, that's, that's some other big news. Yeah. Extra it's an 18. Level two, I think, yeah. right now. Uh, yeah, there's a a screenshot of of this part in that chart that went on Twitter. It's just yeah, super blew slowed up. down. Yeah, I, a bunch of notes crammed in there. Yeah, I th- I think people initially got kind of turned off by that that they they sort of saw that that slow down. Yeah, and they it were, looks very intimidating. It, it does look very intimidating, <laughs> but especially since you have to play it on Live Four. Yeah, so but I mean, if you just take a little bit of time to learn it, it it's really not that. Just take a couple hours in Step Mania. <laughs> Just a couple, Just a couple <laughs> hours. You know, um, but I, I think it's worth. It's one of those things that it's it's worth it and it's rewarding. It feels good if you actually like get through that slowdown um, without just like having to mash through it. So, um, but the rest of the chart is is pretty fun. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. It's like as far as stamina requirements it's not that high mm-hmm. so i feel like yeah, it's on the lower end of the 18s disregarding the t- the slowdown part it's 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 not bad so it's i think it's going to be a lot of people's first 18 whenever the uh they do whenever, it. whenever it gets totally unlocked hmm, yeah it's yeah. probably about on par with like aether as far as uh either expert yeah yeah, yeah. Aether expert. as far as like stamina wise it's hmm. it's it's kind of similar 
Um, especially like the latter half of it. It's just, right. like, it's kind of a bunch of eighth notes, but it's nothing insanely difficult. Um, so yeah, just spend a little time on the slowdown. You'll be fine. It does have that section. I think it's similar to over the period, maybe the second song we've seen in DDR with the gradual speed up, slow down wave kind of stuff that can, that can throw people off. Mm-hmm. And the song has a, that chart has a specific gimmick where the arrows appear on screen as soon as the, the song starts. Yeah, they've like frozen on the screen. Oh yeah, and then they just kind of start scrolling at some point. So they're 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 kind of experimenting with that yeah. song, and it's it's interesting because you know that means that they're they're willing to do that. I, I wonder what they're what else they're mm-hmm. willing to do soon. Are we going to see pump style song gimmicks in DDR? I hope so. Yeah, just bring it all in. Yeah, <laughs> keep keep going. Yeah, uh, in the same update, we had a new uh, level two extra exclusive pursuer. Expert is a 17. Um, again, kind of similar in that it's not the most stamina intensive 17, but it has some rough slowdowns, some tricky rhythms, uh, similar to Remain in song structure. Yeah, and it's got some 24th bursts, uh-huh. which is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of songs have those. I mean, and it, it, I think it kind of threw a lot of people off at first, but yeah. um, that's another one of those songs where I, I think it, like, people may have seen it right off the bat and kind of been like, oh, you know, it's, it has a bunch of stupid slowdowns and then it's fast at the end. We got a question yeah. about this kind of thing later on, so it, we can talk about this in depth. I have a lot to say about it. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think that, you know, taking a little bit of time to learn it and then being able to, like, execute it, like, feels really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I think it is it is a fu- fun chart. Give it a shot. And even the, the difficult... The, yeah, the difficult is a 14... Um, a lot easier to like you don't need to study this hard because it's not as dense in the slowdowns but yeah uh we had an update it's asia only but uh there are still some good songs and there's a cradness song i don't remember the exact name of it but it's got an official something music jikarizer yeah it's i think it's a 12 but it's really long yeah it's really yeah. long really hard 12 <laughs> yeah t- 12 in air quotes um but, but i know some people have been listening to that song kind of non-stop oh yeah i heard about it i had it i had it on repeat and kind of bums me out that we don't get to play it here but um for those in japan or and elsewhere enjoy next time you go to asia check that out (laughs) (laughs) uh and a marushita song um onegai darling and there there are actually a few songs by that artist that are in the u.s version as well um it's an 11 i don't think we have a lot to say about it yeah it's in there uh, they so we announced on the last episode that they were doing a Twitter follow campaign, yeah, uh, shooting for 12k for song unlocks. What we didn't realize when we made that, and they hadn't clarified. I think everyone was surprised when they made a tweet about there are actually two songs that they're putting out for that 12k follower uh, milestone. Yeah. So they said that if they got 12,000 followers on Twitter, that they would release a a, a new popular song, yeah. and they ended up releasing more than one. Yeah. Or they the will. They, they ended videos. up announcing yeah. more than one. They haven't released it yet. Mm-hmm. But there was a, a a patch update that people noticed recently. So hope yeah. maybe they're in there, and maybe next Wednesday they'll come out. I maybe hope so. yeah. They, it's... I I think there was there was a bug that they had to put out a quick patch for. Oh, with Endemian wasn't unlocking for people, so that's in there too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so maybe new content. Who knows when that will be coming? But yeah, so it's it's the DDR Mega Mix uh, is one of the songs, which is from Pop and, Pop and Music. Pop and Music. Pop yeah. and Ten, I think. And quite a long time ago. Yeah. A lot of really old school, early DDR mix kind of 
Yeah, there's medley. Of, yeah, like, I no, mean, there's it, like Matsuri Japan, and what else is in there? Dive bag, and bag, like, Legend of Max. Max. Yeah, so yeah. so the BPM is like, going to shift yeah. all over the place. Yeah, as, I mean, which is yeah. how the 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 poppin chart is. And I mean, another thing is that it, it's like two and a half minutes long. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if you noticed, but it's pretty long. It's long, so I wonder if they might cut it down and then cut out some of the songs that aren't in DDR anymore. Interesting, like Matsuri Japan. So maybe that that, that may yeah. be a possibility that it may, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that it may be slightly edited because two and a half minutes is that that would be the longest like anything, modern modern yeah. DDR. What song. else? What's the longest song besides that? Max Love. I think Vina Tensei is an Asia exclusive that's pretty long. Hmm. I think it's like it's definitely over two minutes. Yeah, but, but. there might be some in the the like two ten range, but yeah, two thirty is kind of pushing it. But I mean, yeah. it, it is. You know, DDR twenty. 20 it's a new era. Yeah, it's the new era up. has risen. Who knows? You know, so yeah, you never know what's going to happen. There are a lot of things they could do with that chart. So yeah, I mean, it it could be one of those things where it takes pieces from the original charts, which like the original Dance Dance Revolution chart in Extreme did, or um, Paranoia uh, Revolution par- Expert. Yeah, you know, grabs yeah. chunks from all the different songs. So, I mean, they could have one chart like that and then one chart with completely new steps. Expert challenge kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of exciting to look forward to. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing 15. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. You think with, with uh, BPM going from 65 to 333? Yeah. We'll see. All right. And there's the, there's the Love Shine remix, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a, it's from, it was in Sound Voltex originally. Um, yeah. I know Arm is involved. Yeah, I don't it's know like a else. Dempa style arm remix so if you like the high vocals kind of weird sounding nanahira type stuff then could be for you yeah you yeah you can't really go wrong with remixes (laughs) of classic ddr songs so i'm excited for it's definitely not what i was expecting like we were last time last episode we were talking about butterfly and justin bieber and bieber yeah so yeah i think i mean who knows surprised who knows there could be more on the way too so we've got some tournaments coming up and it's probably a good idea to talk about these just just to get everyone hyped for all the stuff that's coming up. And the the first thing that's coming up is Champions of the Coast 2018. And that is a it's a long running tournament series that's happening in New Jersey. I don't know if I don't know how to pronounce this. Is it Dunellen? Dunellen? I think it's Dunellen. Dunellen. Dunellen, yeah. New Jersey. Eight on the break. Eight on the break is a legendary arcade. And uh, they they hosted location tests for ITG2 and ITG, a bunch of other stuff. So um, it's it's I think it's where Jeff Lloyd used to play. And it's a pretty big East Coast event. So if, if you're interested in checking that out, it's on August 17th through 19th this month, next week. So buy your plane tickets buy now. Buy your plane tickets now. <laughs> or just, you know, you can just drive where well, from wherever you're you know, from. If it'll be live streamed. I'm. It, it, I believe it, that it will be. Yeah, it usually okay. is. Awesome. So we've got one coming up in Fresno, California. Again, Fresno Frenzy Two. It's the follow up to the I think April tournament that they had out there. That's on yeah. September twenty second and twenty third, and they are really stepping up the scale. It seems like this time around, they have upper and lower division singles tournaments planned, as well as doubles and freestyle. Mm-hmm. So a lot of That's, stuff going on. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot of Sitting at the streaming deck, uh, <laughs> doing commentary. Yeah, I'm excited the whole about weekend. that. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's people flying in from from out of town. A couple of people from Washington are coming. I heard from the yeah. Seattle area. Everybody who's listening to this, you should come out and hang out with us. Yeah, so. it'll be a good time. We'll, we'll all be there, competing. 
Yeah, we have another tournament at Dave & Buster's Irvine on October 13th. So that's just a, a few weeks after Fresno. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. about three weeks. Yeah, they, they've been doing tournaments down there a couple times a year, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, we've had great success with the Irvine tournaments and the, all, a lot of really hype matches and great streaming video or streaming stuff. And it's just, it's going to be great. Yep. There's and, also, yeah. Oh, yeah. Raj of the Garage 5, apparently, uh, which is in December, on December 7th in Columbus, Ohio. I actually don't know that much about this one. Is it? Yeah, it's kind of a, not so much a tournament as a sort of like, mini convention for um the the guy who runs tokyo attack okay he tokyo attack is a is a business that goes to you know anime conventions and gaming conventions and he he brings his uh bimani machines and his, his other arcade games like ddr and you know pump it up and stuff like that and they have uh you know tournaments at at these places like magfest and you know anime cons in mm-hmm. the in the midwest and east coast area so He's having a uh, kind of a convention of his own in Columbus, Ohio. I guess. And so, if if you're in the area, go check that out. It'd, it'd be pretty good, pretty good opportunity to play a lot of different music games and hang out with the people from, you know, a, just the the whole different the whole scene. I, I know that not just dance game players, but also yeah, you know, yeah. beat mania. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's, sound Voltex, other it, UB. There's always a good turnout. I mean, there's at least like a hundred people probably that that show up. I mean, I'm uh, sure uh, it'll be bigger than that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, just for like the the tournaments and stuff. Right. So, okay. Yeah, it's it's usually a pretty cool event. And then, um, sort of way off in the future, um, for a potential event, uh, as we talked about before, you know, DDR trying to team up with music ga- with uh, fighting games rather. Um, Matt Lagreca, who's a player um, from back east, I believe, um, or from the Illinois area, um, he announced just today actually that. Uh, he's checking interest for uh, to have a DDR tournament at Smash and Splash Five, which uh, Smash and Splash is a it's a pretty big um, Smash Brothers tournament mm-hmm. series. Um, so this will be their fifth one. Uh, it's not till next year, but um, there's more information about it if you check our Twitter. We retweeted some info about it. So they're thinking about having a DDR Extreme Pro tournament, and they're trying to they're trying to kind of get as much hype as possible yeah gauge interest to see you know if if they'll if i'm interested yeah Yeah. so uh if if that's something it'll be in um in wisconsin sorry for my bad accent (laughs) yeah in wisconsin Um, in wisconsin yeah and that will be may 30th through june 2nd uh 2019 um and it's the same weekend as colossal con so well i'd rather go to a Big DDR tournament, and I, one of the uh, major kind of announcements about this is that they're they're planning to have a, a thousand dollar prize pot ad. Mm-hmm. So they're they're just going to put a thousand bucks in the in the prize pot right off the bat, and that hopefully should convince more people to try hard to to win. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and payouts to top eight. Exactly. So that could be pretty cool. We that was a thing. With ITG tournaments back in the day, like, I, I'm fairly new to the scene. I haven't seen tournaments, for like, DDR or dance game tournaments with really, like, prize pots, I think. But that was more of a thing back in the day, I think. I saw a YouTube video called The $800 Boom, where... Uh, yeah, well, some... <laughs> that, that that's that's a classic 
classic video of, of Evil Dave. Um, but yeah, that was in addition to, you know, the sponsors for that positive gaming. That that was at the US Open 2008, which was held in San Diego. Hmm. Um, and actually, so I was at that tournament. So that it was like part of the prize in addition to all the entry fee. And I think that was sort of privately funded that there hmm. was a little bit extra um, added to the pot was that part of that was also pads, uh, the I think positive gaming pads. Oh, I think okay. is the yeah. Company. Um, I'm not sure if they're still functional as a, com- <laughs> as a company. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, getting the sponsors and, and a little bit of private investment uh-huh. for tournaments is, is a is a big draw. But yeah, so. things are starting to head in that direction. I think that's a good sign for the... Yeah, I, I think community. that it seems like a distinct possibility for the sort of more private tournaments. Uh, the, the ones at Round 1 and Dave & Buster's, it gets a little iffy if you're if you're thinking about doing something like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, for... For a game like Extreme Pro, where it's just someone owns someone the machine, owns the cab, yeah. it seems like a totally reasonable possibility. I mean, I, I I hope that we could have a tournament here sometime within the next year. Uh, the SF Evolve people, we could we could probably do one, and I I would be down to contribute to a prize pot, mm-hmm. um, just just to sort of build momentum. And I, I think that maybe there's a way to convince D and B in round one to get in on that. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. We'll see. It's possible. I think. Mag West is also coming up. Is yeah, that that's right? tomorrow. Oh, okay. Wait, yeah, well, it starts tomorrow, tomorrow. Recording, so probably like if you're listening to this, I guess. <laughs> it, it, hopefully, you're listening to this on your way to Mag yeah. Mag West. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they're having a freestyle event, uh, DDR Extreme freestyle event, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, hosted by our friends at Freestyle Takeover. Yeah. So nice. So we, instead of doing a, a sort of normal. You know, topic focused. Episode, yeah, a, you know. a central topic this episode. Um, we we just get so many questions every week that we thought that we would have a, a whole episode uh, where we just answer questions. Yeah. Um, totally viewer driven episode. Yes, relying on you to produce our content for us. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so you want to kick us off, Roger? Yeah, so we've got a lot of questions, and hopefully we can answer as many of them as possible. And the first one I've got here is, uh, should we start at the bottom or start at the top? Uh, I think I'll start at the top. All right. Uh, So Kevster, at real underscore Kevster on Twitter, asks, um, would it be a good idea if Konami started making DDR for home version again, or does Stepmania kind of defeat the purpose? Um, I... I really hope they do. You know, it's the 20th anniversary this year, and DDR kind of gained momentum in the U.S., I think, largely on the back of the home versions. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything that they could do to, to gain support in the U.S., it would be to make a home version. We've talked about this many times on the show, and I just cross my fingers hoping they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like a total like win-win situation because the software development costs are pretty low. They've they've clearly got a number of different DDR engines that they've written that they could port to the Switch or the PS4 or the Xbox and I mean even PC like and PC what, what, like Infinitas yeah like two uh, D or two DX Infinitas yeah oh and right then, yeah. and then is there sound there's a sound, there's sound Voltex, Voltex. The amusement club yeah. yeah yeah so I mean even something like that they could do that yeah um and you know potentially have I mean I don't know what the hard the are there official Konami hardware for, for like those? for Sound Voltex and uh, 2DX, there are. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. potentially could mean a new Konami homepad or something. Yeah, they could do that, and they wouldn't even have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that they probably 
like they probably realize that people have custom hardware and they've even talked to Kyle Ward. So, I mean, it's it, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that what we get is some kind of home version mm-hmm. with some kind of home pad. If it's if it's at least a soft pad. A lot of people started on that. Yeah. And it's a totally reasonable way of starting to play the game. Um, I think that it would just be so easy for them to do this because every one of these consoles supports USB and you just plug the same device into each of them. And Any, anything, yeah. I mean, it's not like the old days where you had to plug... you know, Three you had, different connectors. Yeah, you had a PS2 pad that only worked with the PS2 yeah. or, you know... The weird Xbox thing or, or whatever. So, yeah, but, yeah, just make it a USB pad. Like, it's not yeah. that hard. and then it's going to work with everything. And then it, it seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing uh, Taiko no Tatsujin is getting a U.S. release on the, I think, on the Switch, right? Yeah. yeah. That's coming out pretty soon. Yeah, Although I'm not sure if the controller's coming here. Hmm. Okay. Officially. I, I heard some, there was some waffling about whether it was coming here. So it's it's kind of up in the air, I think. Mm-hmm. I hope it does, because if that's the case, then... That's Bandai, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, it's the same, you know, you're talking about uh, an arcade rhythm game. That, that needs a custom controller. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that could potentially be a, a gauge of how well that sort of thing would do. Yeah. So... Um, next question from uh, Andy Cook at Andy457 said, if you could add a challenge chart to any song in the game, what would it be? It says, mine would be Theory of Eternity, which there was some conversation that Theory, <laughs> Theory of Eternity already has yeah, a challenge has, chart. Yeah. It's just not very good, apparently. Um, but you would add it anyway. It's like a, it's like a shock low-level arrow. shock arrow chart. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of those. Anybody got any ideas? Yeah, it was actually... I feel like there are a lot of like expert four teams that could do well with the challenge chart, like uh, the I think it's Fuchinkan Candy. The oh yeah, yeah, it's the Japanese candy, right? Um, that's an expert four team. Um, I think Plan Eight could use a challenge chart. Ooh, yeah. Chris always talks about cytokinesis. Oh, how that yeah. needs a how that that needs like an eighteen. I, I what I would really like is if they made sort of like 20th anniversary challenge charts to classic old DDR songs. And I, I was talking about Healing Vision Angelic Mix is something I would like to see. They could do like a monolith style chart to that. I think it would be pretty cool. Yeah, it's an ITG song. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. Next time you play ITG, play Monolith. <laughs> yeah, so play mo- Monolith, monolith is, is a song that, you know, like when people played it, they were like, oh, this kind of sounds... It, it It's... I think it's a direct influence from Healing and Vig- Healing Vision Angelic Mix because it starts the same way. It starts out slow and yeah. then speeds up on the first right step. On the step. Okay, and then yeah. the last two arrows are a slowdown. Slow down. Exactly. Okay, exactly like <laughs> Healing Vision Angelic Mix. And I, there's a stop in there too, almost in the same place. Huh. Yeah. Um, as the one in HVM. So. Um, that would be sweet. Yeah. Make an 18. Taps out of the week. Play, go play Monolith on ITG. <laughs> yeah. I did see someone actually this past week. They played on an ITG cab that didn't have like. 2014 a newer song so they threw some itg song in there oh, or yeah, whatever works you yeah. know yeah. Like, thanks for not out of the question thanks for participating everyone who's been doing that yeah um i think uh was it far east nightbird course k remix? yeah i think that's a 13 yeah I could, 13. that could use a really cool uh challenge chart um i think you say chris made one um chris made a, a yeah. custom yeah like that mania yeah i am chris for life made one um but it would be cool to see an official official one in there uh, hillbilly shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I love hillbilly shoes. It's it's a really underrated song. I think it's it's very difficult. Yeah, um, a, a lot of the the popular songs folder the I guess the Western like pop songs 
yeah. are really surprisingly difficult to time. Yeah, the sync is just all messed up. Yeah. And with Hillbilly Shoes, the rhythms are complicated, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, we're, not, we're not really actually saying anything about Hillbilly Shoes, but, <laughs> you know, if you want to uh, go play Hillbilly Shoes, feel free. Angelic Jelly could use yeah. a challenge chart. Yeah. There's some wild stuff going on there. Pursuer, I think, could use a challenge chart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Add some 16ths or add some 24ths at the end there. Yeah, they've been, they've been adding challenge charts to a lot of... And Demian yeah. could use a super challenge <laughs> chart. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Uh, Joe Sushi, that's at Joe Sushi on Twitter, asked us, seeing new songs and revivals of old songs in DDR is awesome. But if you remove one song <laughs> from the current version of DDR, what would it be? Which... Oh. Uh, I, I uh, mean, it's... Hillbilly shoes. <laughs> I mean, I think my my answer would probably be Pluto the first. Okay, why why would you remove Pluto the first? Because I can't do it. <laughs> it's just it's bringing your average down. And if I if I look at that song, if I scroll past all the seventeens, if I scroll past all the eighteens, like the number, just like if I the one that's the song before and the song after, the number goes down so much <laughs> that I just don't like the score, it. You that out of here. And I want them to get that out of there so I don't have to look at it anymore. Huh. Yeah, that's not... There, there are other solutions to that problem, but I don't want to talk about those. <laughs> not this episode. You mean getting good at it? Learning, learning the chart. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... Why I mean, I remove I, a chart from DDR? I mean, there's probably some stuff in, like, the 9 to 12 range that I've never played that if I did play it, I would be like, you could lose this chart and I would never know. Some, yeah. Sometimes I see people post the scores of, of songs. I'm like... That's in <laughs> Yeah, I've definitely... I didn't even know that was a song. Yeah, so... There's, there's things I would notice, but I don't think I would remove anything. Yeah, I, to be tr- to be truthful, I don't yeah. think that removing content or removing songs is a yeah. great plan. Um, I, in uh, fact... Obviously, it, they do it sometimes. Yeah, they do it sometimes, and for licensing reasons or some other inexplicable, mm-hmm. like, drama reasons, uh, Konami's, yeah. like, got something against Naoki for some reason, or, or I don't know, who knows? Yeah. But... It would be nice if they didn't do that, and instead, whenever they license something, they would license it forever for every the region. Whole world. That would be yeah. great. So, like, hopefully Konami's listening, like, they listen to every episode we make, and uh, they're, they're just going to follow our advice and say license everything forever for everyone. Yeah. Of course, the... Some of those songs still might not end up in Korea, unfortunately. Oh, right. Uh, depending on the because song. Because of the, the, the new situation they've got yeah. going on. I, uh, do we want to... Yeah. Discuss that really briefly because it came up with algorithm. Right. The algorithm, for some reason, it's not completely clear, but uh, it's just not available in Korea at all. Yeah. So, I mean, this also happened recently with some Soundvoltex songs. And the, the thought is that yeah. the, the jacket art for them is a little bit too spicy. Yeah. Um, was... That because of some Korean... Uh, like whatever their equivalent of the ESRB is mm-hmm. like they either have like suitable for all audiences or just like mature and so all all arcade games have to fit the suitable for our, all our audiences i guess mm-hmm. and so some some songs were removed they actually removed some... a lot of songs like since last november any updates basically from sound voltex yeah. which they get updates all the time like two or three times the amount well probably more than that honestly but... yeah so that's the speculation so it seems to be that that's kind of overflowing into DDR now too, with algorithm not. Yeah, it's, up. that's a real concern. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they they got pursuer though, right? So yeah, but that's, so it is just the we it, think it, it's a jacket art kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that 
Those, it is sad, those, those anime girls, man. <laughs> Licensing can't save everything. Yep. Um, so we got one here from Christopher Max300Freak, um, at Max300Freak on Twitter. It said, probably a controversial question, but if you could pick any song from ITG, Pump It Up, Mungyo Dance, etc., to put in DDR, what song would you pick? It's not I mean, too controversial. There's, there's a lot of stuff, I think. Yeah. I mean, Roger's just going to say Boombaya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boombaya Boom would be great. Uh, yeah, a lot of the K-pop songs are really... I feel like... Um, even here, I see people hop on Pump It Up cabs, and they just, like, K-pop is fun music. You just some, go, some of them yeah. Know, yeah, it's just pop, boom, K-pop. Kind of like, you know, people will get on and play Happy from Despicable Me 2 or whatever. I think that would be, like, it would be fun. They could make good charts to it. It's good music, but I think yeah, and people what... who don't play the game seriously would also be able to appreciate it. And one of the most successful DDR versions ever was the Korean version of Third Mix. There were two of them. Even they released two versions of Third Mix in Korea, huh. like within months of each other, because <laughs> like it was so popular. Content. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I, I let's continue with that. I think my actual yeah. thought, like if I if I could think about what happened with ITG and how Konami, they you know quote acquired the intellectual property involved with ITG, like you know one kind of pie in the sky thing that they could do for the 20th anniversary is like what if they just put all the ITG songs in there what uh, if you yeah, just a like a separate version folder just in the groove yeah just what if you could just go in there and just play disconnected hyper that would be yeah. so sick yeah I mean could you imagine playing Bumblebee or Typical Tropical on DDR <laughs> that would just be so wild yeah um I think there's one Sunshine too yeah Sunshine was also in DDR um and ITG so um but yeah, put put those in there. That'll, that'll fit nicely. That that would be great. Um, as far as Mungyo Dance, uh, just every chart that I, I made for Mungyo. Yeah. Uh, I I made a bunch of charts for Mungyo Dance. So let's just put all those. Did you make <laughs> Elysium Plus? I did not. Uh, that, that's my favorite one. Uh, Godspeed Remix. That's mm, that's nice. pop, that's a popular one. Uh, I liked uh, Get Hype. Nope, also not me. Yeah, okay. Well, I like that one. <laughs> I mean, there's like 8,000 songs in Mongo yeah, Dance. Yeah, exactly. So. What is Mongo Dance? Can you give a little background? Ah, uh, yeah. Like that's a little more obscure. Yeah, it, it was a it was a sort of home, a homemade thing by... Uh... It's largely put together by the furry community. Okay. And it was kind of like, basically, a few people decided they wanted to organize a, basically an ITG kind of project, okay. right? And I think... In, in like, the 2005-2007 era, there were a lot of these where people were just like, wait a second, like, these guys just made DDR? We can, I can do that. Yeah. I can just take Stepmania and make songs and make banners. It, yeah, and, it was basically, like, a, a self-contained Stepmania clone with kind of its own theme and own... I, it, I think it was just basically hit or miss. It was Guitar Hero timing, basically. Hmm, okay. uh, it, yeah, it was basically just hit or miss sort of thing. But, um, yeah, so there was a lot of original original music and stuff in it and some not original music yeah i stepped a chart for the postal service uh yeah they kind of just put whatever they wanted yeah, in there brand new colony and then slapped some furry art on it <laughs> so that that's your monkey dance uh his, history, lesson. history lesson. there were a few other ones too like dance tracks and uh, what else was there yeah just dance pra dance, dance praise, praise. <laughs> yeah. yeah which is the the totally kosher jewish no that's a christian home version oh yeah. what's the dance jewish praise, one yeah. Uh, I I you know, I I don't remember, but yeah. it existed. But, there was an old person one too. I think it was called Dance Town. <laughs> it was kind and of yeah. There was uh. There's I Dance. 
Yeah, there was uh, Neon FM was one of these. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah, Neon FM was originally supposed to be a, uh, a five-panel game. game. Yeah, so it's with the same layout as uh, Beat Mania. Oh. Like three on the bottom, two on top, I believe. Yeah. It's not the first time we've discussed this, but, yeah. you know. I mean, so just some... Good uh, info. Alternate... Da- I yeah. mean, hey, we said we're a dance game talk show. We're talking about exactly. dance games. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Just, so just pull all the songs in, basically. Yeah, just all of them from everyone. Just <laughs> just have Konami sue everybody and yeah. then just put all their songs in. Okay. Um, they better act quickly. That patent is about to run out in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, but, yeah, let's put Monolith in DDR. Roger. Oh, you, yeah. You got so, another question? Yeah, then we've got a, a lot more. And uh, have you ever recorded yourself? So Watson, Watson asked this question. Have you ever recorded yourself to improve technique or curtail habits? And what do you pick up on? I think this really helps a lot. I, I should do it more than I do. Um, I think it helped me a lot, especially when I was trying to do songs like Paranoia Survivor Max Challenge or PSMO. Like back in the day, I mm. I would just not execute it correctly, and I would bring my huge digital camera to the arcade and be like, "Hey, you know, Steve, can you record me while I, <laughs> while I play PSMO?" And Steve was like, "Okay, sure." And and I would look at my video and I'm like, "Ah, this what I'm doing wrong is I'm not doing it right. You know, I'm just <laughs> I'm hitting the wrong button." Yeah. And uh, no, but but honestly, like you'll you'll notice things like. One thing I do with crossovers a lot of times is I just I just don't move enough. I don't move my foot over enough to the arrow. I end up hitting the center panel or something like that or the or the metal. And you know, you see that and you're like, "Oh, okay." You get instant feedback and you 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 you'll next time you play, you'll remind yourself, yeah. "Got to move further." Putting your focusing on where yeah. your foot's going and with that you can Yeah, and you can notice like how your body reacts to different patterns like like, "Oh, here's a drill coming up." Like I saw that I wasn't, you know, crouching down enough, or, or yeah, or you, know. you see yourself tense up, yeah, or yeah. something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I think it can help us, especially for newer developing players. Um, but kind of hand in hand with that is that you need a, a more experienced player to be able to tell you what you need to do to bring in your form. Yeah, um, but a lot of times it, it, it yeah. could be obvious to you yeah. if you just look at it and you're like, oh, I see. Especially if you're missing arrows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially yeah, with your feet, if you're stepping too far out. On the panels, if you're stepping way out to the right or left or whatever, um, then that's something to that you can pretty easily recognize and be like, oh, I need to tighten my form, bring it in a little bit. So definitely do it. Yep. Yeah. Um, had a question here from uh, Discord from uh, Felicitous asked, um, as someone trying to pass more 18s, what methods are there to build up foot speed hmm. and can't spend my life being afraid of triple journey? <laughs> they say. Um, so unfortunately, I, DDR, uh, doesn't have a lot of foot speed, uh, a straightforward foot speed, um, to kind of bring you up to the 18s level. Um, so if it is available to you, I would say play ITG. It has a lot more of the, the filler kind of stuff, like a lot more granule or granular rather, mm-hmm. um, progression that you can play something and you can even do this in DDR too. It's just there's not as much choice, but you know, work on the 160 BPM range. You know, uh, Astrogazer is like 156 or whatever. True Blue. Yeah. So you know, work on songs that have like little short runs or something in them. Uh, I'm so happy is yeah, is one the, is 180. That's, that's 180. Yeah. Yeah. So candles very similar. Yeah. Or you know, 170. Um, 
not sure what's in that range. Squeeze is 175. You got Air Heroes, it's 175. Yeah, yeah so... There's a lot of 192. So yeah, yeah. just kind of like work on one, you know, BPM range of about within 10, plus or minus 5 or whatever. Um, kind of work on that range, get it down pat, mm-hmm. and then kind of move up a little bit, move up to like the 180, then 190 and 200. Um, but yeah, as I said, in DDR, there's there's not a lot of stuff that has like long extended runs. Yeah. There's not that. as much variety to train at the higher levels. Yeah, exactly. So if you have ITG or you know Stepmania machine uh, available to you, um, that's something to look into. Yeah, and there's also the possibility of playing songs that are in that same kind of style. Like, so say you're playing these, uh, you're you're playing these songs on, like we were just mentioning, "I'm So Happy" or something like that. Mm-hmm. Play that, and then put it on Mirror, and then put it on you know, another turn mod or play it on double and play the double version. You know, there's there's at least for single and double, there's two charts that are probably going to have foot speed like things in it. And so at, at the very least, you can kind of multiply your options like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, just, just like anything else, you kind of have to gradually work your way up. Yeah. I think one thing that Konami does, and they, they've always liked to do this, is where they'll... The, the, the difficulty of most of the things in the game is, you know, at a certain level. And then for the boss songs, they really just kind of kick it up a couple notches, right? Like, they, they'll they'll leave out space where, like, back in the extreme days, there was there were 9-footers, and then there were 10-footers. And the 10-footers, like Max 300, Legend of Max, etc., were so much harder than all the other 9-footers that practicing the 9-footers didn't really give you practice for the 10-footers. Um, and I think that they kind of do the same thing on purpose with songs like 18s, where they, it seems like they almost intentionally make them kind of inaccessibly difficult, which I think is an, ex- it's an aesthetic choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people might, might disagree with that, but you know, it, at the very least it does make them hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, go play some ITG. Yeah. And sort of on the same topic, we jump ahead here to another question, um, Evil, da- Evil Dave at Evil Dave two nineteen on Twitter asked, uh, "When, if ever, will we see more eighteen plus charts in the game that have no BPM changes? Currently, there's only one such chart in the game, uh, Nagaki no Ki um, Challenge. One of the biggest complaints people have with eighteen plus charts in DDR is that BPM gimmicks being used to inflate difficulty. So, I mean, that kind BPM of BPM ta- gimmicks being used to inflate difficulty. Yes, difficulty. Um, I mean, so do you think we'll see more stuff that is?" more just foot speed related with, you know, not just 18s that are hard because they have a lot of BPM changes or whatever. I mean, I think DDR has always been, uh, they've obviously never shied away from, you know, doing lots of charts with BPM changes. Mm -hmm. Um, But as we see new charts being added in those higher difficulties, like Endemian Expert and Challenge and Ace for Races um, Challenge, if, if they keep on adding new 18s i wouldn't be too surprised if we saw something that was less like i mean they just added ace for aces right yeah one of the probably most gimmicky charts in the game if you're gonna right that um so we may but we also got come to life come to life that's true and very straightforward chart and And everyone almost like the bpm change doesn't it's it's pretty it doesn't really have much of an effect on you um I, I think that there's there's things to say about this question, um, and I'm I think I'm going to get on a soapbox about this because I <laughs> I don't think we've had a chance to really talk about this sort of thing yet. But 
you know, I, I think that there, there are some key words in this tweet, like, you know, the, the BPM gimmicks to inflate difficulty. So I, I, I want to call attention to the word gimmick. And I think everyone, everyone uses that term now. And I don't think we're ever going to get away from using that term. But when you, when you say gimmick, what you mean by gimmick, I think, is a sort of like implication that the thing that it's doing either is kind of like, it's, it's like a joke or it's or like, like, a, no- it's it's like a novelty, a novelty mm-hmm. or it's something that, you know, isn't really part of what it otherwise normally would be. But it's no, just normally it's just words. in there, yeah. um, like for better or worse, or like most people consider it for the worst. And it's it's there. There's a lot of connotation baked into that word. Mm-hmm. And the other word in this tweet that was used was inflate difficulty. So inflate also implies that the difficulty the, the the difficulty yeah. would not be what it is if you didn't use this gimmick. And if there's another way to think about this, and it's that. The chart is hard because it has tempo changes and inflating the difficulty like so it th- there's no version of this chart that doesn't have them mm-hmm. right the, the the canonical thing of this of this song it has the tempo changes so it's not inflating anything you're saying it's like you know that's inflating the way the difficulty with bpm changes is no different from inflating the difficulty so to with speak, more steps inserting more steps yeah, yeah so like it, it, it is the difficulty it is because of the way that the chart is right and like that, that that it like like you're saying inflating is it's just a theoretical thing it's that, right it's, it, it, it's, it's definitely a very subjective thing yeah it, i mean it's like thinking in reverse basically you're saying what what would this chart be rated if there weren't any yeah, what what would I like it to be? Mm-hmm. What would I like this chart to be? What I what I want this chart to be is easier. And like I think that's what really people end up are kind of saying when they say things like that. Is they they see that they see the chart and they're like, "Well, this this chart has it's hard and it's because I can't read it." Mm-hmm. And the the two challenges for this game are reading and executing. <laughs> and it's hard to read, it's hard to execute. Why can't it just be Hard to execute instead. Mm-hmm. Well, like, okay, so you're you have these two options for making things hard, and you want to eliminate one of them. But why not have both of them? Because I think you you have players like Chris and Jeff and Fafems, and they see the the quote gimmicks unquote, and they can just they can do them right. So that means they're good, and that means that they are they have proficiency at a difficult thing that other people do not have proficiency at, mm-hmm. and that's just I. I think that I could keep going about this forever, <laughs> but I mean I'm not particularly good at this stuff either. Like if I play Pursuer, I'm going to get a bad score on it. But you know, it's it's my fault that I can't read it right. And like, is I I the thing that concerns me about people talking this way is that it almost implies that there's a way that things should be, and that the way that things should be is. They want to be able to play a song without having studied it at all and get a good score. Yeah, without it without it being mentally challenging. And, they and just... I, I think that that's that's a good analogy is that reading is mentally challenging, whereas executing is physically challenging. Right. So so you're just asking to take the mentally challenging part out of it. Yeah, and I mean, I so I want to I want to say that I'm definitely not trying to stir anything up with this, mm-hmm. um, but it's you know it. You, you got to think about it from the other perspective, too, right? Because if you want things to be 
a certain way, why do you want them to be that way? Like, if I, I, I don't want Pluto the first in, in DDR. <laughs> I would just talk about that. But you know why I don't want it is because I can't do it. And if I look, if I get, if I play it, I'm going to get a bad score on it because I can't avoid all the shock arrows. I can't, you know, I can't read it very well. And it's, you know, it's my fault. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Don't don't pin the blame on the chart. Yeah. When... Well, I mean, to some extent, it's kind of just a matter of taste. Because I, I mean, definitely. I, know some I mean, everything who, is right. Yeah, don't appreciate that aspect of DDR, and so they, you know, play ITG or do something else. And right. I, I think that's... that if if especially if you're used to playing ITG, one of the things that ITG players get used to is they get used to playing a whole lot of content. Right. It's like there's so many songs. You can just have like thousands and thousands of songs. And when you have thousands of songs, you have, like, you don't want to spend yeah. a bunch of time playing one of them. You want to just over, you yeah. want to just go on to the next thing and play the next thing. So that means that everything has to be sight readable, and then you know you things just kind of develop in that alternate direction. Whereas with DDR, they don't have infinite money to license infinite songs, so they but you do only want have them a few. To do that. Yeah, I do want <laughs> them to do that. Um, I don't know. It's a complex question. Do you guys, you guys have anything to say about it? No, I mean, I I agree with you, perhaps a little bit less enthusiastically, but but yeah, yeah I mean... I think it kind of just all comes back to why you play the game. And for people, like, for me personally, I really like the competitive aspect, and I'm kind of trying to become the best player that I can be at DDR, and I enjoy doing that. So, yeah. you know, when I see something like Pursuer, and I fail it on my first couple tries at the arcade, I enjoy going home and sitting in step mania for two hours to figure out how the second slowdown works and then going back to the arcade and feeling good about finally being able to pass it or whatever yeah but, uh if you don't appreciate that aspect of the game then maybe you would prefer to spend your time doing something else but i think that to answer the actual question without going on a huge rant again i, I think that yeah there should be more songs like that there should be more you know, foot speed or execution-based songs where it's just, you know, the whole song is you trying to do some hard stuff without them making you think too hard about it because, you know, just that would be great, well right? Like, territory. one of the yeah, reasons can, can... I can't play songs that are, like, egoism is because I can't move that fast. <laughs> and the reason I can't move that fast is because I never played ITG that much. And it would be nice if there was something in the middle where I could it just help you practice. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I can read the slow parts of egoism. I know what that is. I know what it's like, but mm-hmm. when it starts going fast, I can't do it. So mm-hmm. it would definitely be great if there was more stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think not even just on the higher end, but like throughout the game, having more variety of styles of charts Absolutely. is always a good thing. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll see more of that coming soon. I do want to just mention, though, as far as the word gimmick is concerned, that, I mean, it is officially in the game. Right. Heaven is a 57 metallic <laughs> gimmick. And they, that's true. And they actually did use that word for the iToy, uh, so the, the DDR Extreme uh, US home version for PS2 had a mode where you could use the uh, PlayStation iToy camera, and you had to move your hands. And there was a to turn that off, it was just like turn off gimmicks, huh. <laughs> and okay. you know, so like what they're what they're saying there is that there's a real DDR and there's a fake DDR that they made up, <laughs> and you can turn off the fake DDR. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so moving on here, um, uh, we got a we got a couple questions from at yay Gabby J on Twitter. Yeah, one of them here is what are some well executed pieces of content 
you've come across in other gaming communities that you think DDR players could learn from and incorporate into our own community? Player profiles, tips and tutorials, stream presentation, etc. Man, this is a question targeted straight at us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way to I call us so. out. Um, I mean, I was thinking about um, uh, League of Legends. When they announce a new character, that they have this sort of like breakdown of what that character's skills are sort of things. Um, or I guess they're, they're called, what, champions or something mm-hmm. uh, in the game that, that's like, oh, this is what this attack does. This is what this attack does. And I mean, I guess the equivalent for DDR would be like, oh, here's a new song. Here's an entire breakdown of the song of like, yeah. here's what this section is. And like, perhaps, you know, as far as tips and tricks go, here's how to execute it. Tips and tricks. Yeah. And like, you know, I mean, something for Ace for Aces would be good. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, of course, Riot has people that get paid to write, produce, and edit and <laughs> publish those videos. Mm-hmm. And Konami is not really doing that. So, um, but as far as our community, I mean, I, that's something that I, I would like to do if I yeah. if I had the time. But you know, I, well, I, I well, would spend all my time doing that instead of actually playing DDR. So. Yeah, it's, it's a hard balance to strike because even us recording this, like we could be at the arcade tonight, but mm-hmm. instead we're doing this. And I'm not saying that that's, like, a bad thing. It's it's a good thing because we get to talk to everyone. Um, but the more time I spend working on DDR-related stuff, mm-hmm. I always find this. Like, I'm at, I'm at home. I'm working on some project, uh, like, you know, doing some F- SF Evolve stuff. And I'm like, man, this just makes me really hyped to go to Dave & Buster's. Why am I not So I just leave, right yeah. and then the thing that I'm working on doesn't get done. Um, but I think one thing we really need is a website with stuff on it like tutorials about how to set up Pacelli and, you know, even song tutorials or, or machine locations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a machine locations, it seems like that exists, but it doesn't really. Like yeah. we, we have the, uh, we have Xenius I Vanisher, which is just a completely opaque, like just totally niche thing that you have to, you have to understand a lot about the community up front in order to even understand that website. Um, if we just had SF Evolve DDR machine locations mm-hmm. and it just had a list of round ones and Dave and Busters, that would be a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's tons of things that we could do. If you have any any suggestions, like let us know or just do them. You know, like if you have if you can make a website and you have an idea for something that people want to read about, just make it. Yeah, I mean, and again, shout out to DDRcommunity.com. Um, even the tier list is yeah. is, is a yeah. community generated uh, piece of content that is, that is helpful, especially to it's still subjective, but helpful to new players when breaking into some of the higher difficulties to know, you know, oh, these 15s are kind of on the easier end. These 15s are on the higher end or, you know, whatever yeah. it may be. Um, so I check I, it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do I. It's I think it, it must be the most visited uh, page <laughs> on, on that, that website, website from me alone of just checking it all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, stuff like player profiles would be cool. Um, but again, a lot of it's just, it, it's... Yeah, it's time and energy. It's yeah. time and energy. There's um, one thing I want to call it here that, I don't know, some DDR players might not be as familiar with. Uh, Happy Feats, who's a really, he was a really good ITG player. Mm-hmm. He focuses a lot on pump now, and he has a, he's a regular Twitch streamer, and I've yeah. hopped in there a couple times. He's got a great stream. He's He does a lot of, um, at least... Uh, when I paid attention to it, what I saw was, and what I watched in the VODs, he did, like, tutorial streams about, like, pump, uh, like, form, and, like, how to get good at pump. And he, he focuses a lot on 
viewer interaction and like um, kind of interacting with other people's streams as well. And I think things like that have the potential to bring people into the dance game community yeah. who wouldn't otherwise know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he's the most professional dance game player there is, probably. Yeah, in definitely. The sense he's that, getting paid for it. Yeah, in the sense, I, I think that may be his full-time job, even. I, he, I think he streams, like, there was a month where he streamed every day because he was trying to get a Twitch partnership. Like, I don't... Yeah. I don't know how um, he would... I haven't talked to him yeah, in a while, but yeah. Yeah, he's he puts a lot of effort into it. Yeah, and so if you... A lot of respect. Yeah, if you want to see good, good pump content. Um, but I think that, yeah, we could learn a lot of that stuff. The only difference being that uh, he owns a private <laughs> machine that he can spend as much time mm-hmm. on that, you know, he wants and get video out of the pump cab, whereas with DDR, especially Ace, we're a little bit more limited on that front. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a, a, an additional barrier. Um, or, you know, if we're trying to do tutorials, trying to do it in a crowded, loud, noisy mm-hmm. arcade with other people is also not ideal. Um, so those are, those are perhaps some of the barriers. That... Yeah, but there's there's a lot of possibilities yeah. that we have yet to exhaust. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Ezzo at Corgi Master, very good Twitter handle. Yeah, Ezzo is an old school player from Ohio. Uh-huh. Um, and speaking of old school, he says, you guys are longtime players. Sorry, Coco. <laughs> uh, 10 to 15 years. Honorary longtime player. Uh, September 1998 marks the 20th anniversary. Looking back on 10 to 15 years of DDR, is DDR the game in the community where you thought it would be and why? And where do you think it'll be in five years or 10 years? So I think Roger and I may be able to address the first part and perhaps you can address the second part. Mm. So is, is do you think DDR now is where where you thought it would be 10, 15 years ago? Well, I think if if I look back to where to the way that I used to think when I first started playing, I, I, I didn't start playing when DDR first came out. Uh, I started playing like right before DDR Extreme came out. So yeah. kind of like Max 2 was just coming out when I started and there we had Max 300 and Max Unlimited just came out and we tried really hard to beat Max Unlimited. And, you know, by that time we were already doing Perfect Attack. We were already doing, trying to get good scores on songs, and we could think, we could extrapolate from Max Unlimited and say, what would the future of this game be like if it was, if it keeps going in 10 years? You know, and, and when Extreme came out, things got even, you know, crazier, right, with PSMO and stuff like that. And we were able to see, okay, like, you know, wow, if things just keep getting harder and harder and harder, like... What's it gonna be like? People are just gonna be are people doing sixteen. Able to like keep up with. Yeah, um, but by then we had already seen edits. We had seen people putting, like, you know, custom charts on the game that they made, and they were just like all sixteenth note runs, and they were just playing, you know, like charts for hundred ninety BPM songs that were just sixteenth note runs the whole time. So we could we could conceptualize the idea of five years down the road, people being able to do this and 10 years down the road, it just going completely crazy. But what at the time, especially after extreme came out and there was no word from Konami for a while, like the thing that made me question what DDR was going to be like in the future. Wasn't like, Oh, how is this game? How crazy is this game going to get it? It started to, we started thinking, is this even going to exist? And that I think was like a, 
pretty big time downer for us um, at the time. Uh, of course, nowadays things are great again. Yeah. Um, well, but, I mean, but in the in between was was ITG. Yeah. Which I think sort of held the community over and held the community together. Like I think largely the community would have died even more than it did. Definitely. Um, especially in the U.S. It in that in between of extreme and supernova because really ITG was what was. I mean, that's what everybody was yeah, playing. People got yeah, got bored of extreme. Everyone could triple A everything. Right? Yeah, so. yeah. Basically, I mean, that's all. The tournaments were just all like, oh, everybody's tripling everything, and so I, you know, the community moved over to ITG, which really did push the limits. Yeah. And like, I remember seeing Delirium for the first time, which is 163 BPM. It's not that fast, and there's a long 16th stream at the end of it. Yeah. And I remember seeing that for the first time and be like, what? Like nobody can do that. Yeah. And I mean, I was a little bit younger than Roger at the time, I think. So, um. That, you know, that's kind of what what opened my eyes to what the game, what dance games, not necessarily DDR, I guess, um, could be. Um, and, of course, when Supernova came out, you know, DDR pushed it even further. And, and just since, since then, it's been going up and up and up. Um, but, I mean, if you look at something, a, a newer game, for example, like Sound Voltex, um, even between, I, I don't play a whole lot, but from what mm-hmm. I understand, even between Sound Voltex 1 and Sound Voltex 2, there was, like, a huge shift up in difficulty that like after the first one like everyone was like okay well this is what the game could be and then mm-hmm. it got harder and harder and harder so it's a it's a newer game they're only on their fourth mix um that has already pushed the difficulty so much in a relatively short period of time yeah, yeah they, they rescaled the difficulty because there were two they were like you know 15 16 it went up to 16 and there were just so many 15s and 16s that they had to like rescale it up to twenty. Yeah, and I they mean, keep on. Which took DDR fifteen years to do. <laughs> yeah, and they still haven't done for two DX. So yeah, um, but I mean, you know, you could apply that same sort of thing to DDR. That th- as people, you know, Chris PFC'd a nineteen. Yeah. Like, like, and all the eighteens have been PFC'd. So if Konami looks at that and goes, "Oh, well, we need to keep pushing the difficulty." That. Yeah, I, I think I think the main question is like, is it still going to be around? Yeah, and I think that you know there, there's there's a lot of stuff to consider there. I I think that dance games will definitely be around in mm-hmm. ten years. Uh, I hope DDR is around. I think one of the things about games is that it seems like things are just perpetually going forever. If you if you think about like what Nintendo does, they just keep releasing Mario games, Zelda games. And also, if you on their all their consoles, you can play all the old ones. So it's not like they look at the old games and they say, "Oh, these are these aren't important anymore." Mm-hmm. They're they're just part of history. They're like a book that someone wrote a long time ago, and you can still read it. Uh, I I hope that that kind of happens with games like DDR, where uh, in ten years people are still playing Extreme, but also there's like DDR Z, and it's <laughs> like you know it's got like. 32s that people are playing or whatever and i i think that's it's possible if dd if konami recognizes that what they have with ddr is like what they have with castlevania right like uh simon belmont just got added to smash brothers um the the new smash brothers ultimate is going to feature simon belmont the the lead character from the original castlevania and that happened because castlevania is like a huge kind of like just a big name in terms of classic games and DDR is one of those two. And I just hope that Konami realizes that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they treat it the same way. 
Because if they do, then 10 years from now, it could be huge. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, Mike here said the community as well. Like, yeah. I think the community is doing amazing. Yeah, it's growing. For sure. Especially in the U.S. I think, like, it's important to realize that, like, the experience as a U.S. player is probably pretty divorced from what Konami sees as a Japanese company operating who, I, you know, compared to, like, the Japan scene... I, I think we're, you know, we're on the smaller side and they don't seem to pay quite as much attention to what goes on in the U.S. So I would, you know, being a part of the U.S. scene and seeing how quickly it's grown and seeing all these people getting back into the game, huge round one expansion and new cabs everywhere. Like, I think that's obviously that's really good for the U.S. community, but I wouldn't read too much of that into like what Konami plans to do with the game. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, on that note, I, I hope they do realize that, that the U.S. has a lot a big community and mm. has the potential to keep growing. Yeah. That, you know, back in the day, there was an extreme cabinet on every corner, basically. You know, every a city, you know, where I'm from, Fresno, still had like 10 extreme cabs at just random arcades yeah. in, in a relatively small city. Um. And, like, that's how more people got exposed to the game. But Ace availability is so low here. I mean, even when we were in Japan, me walking from our Airbnb to the hotel, I walked past, like, three Ace cabs in 10 minutes, which is just not possible in the U.S. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, if Konami actually, like, invested more in the U.S. Mm-hmm. rather than Japan, rather than trying to keep forcing Japan, hey, like... Let's try and build up Japan, you know, the mm-hmm. Japan community again. If they invested more in the U.S., which clearly has an interest, yeah, like that could be the the way forward for the game. Kyle but, Ward, like, just sold a hundred Step Maniacs stages in so four in, minutes. In, in a minute four and a half, minutes. I think you said, like, okay, yeah, ninety seconds. Right? So, like, in less than two minutes, <laughs> he sold a hundred, like, over a thousand dollars industrial right? strength, like dance game pads. That cost over a thousand dollars, like over a hundred people did this, and he didn't have enough. Yeah. So, like <laughs> that that's that's more than there are ace machines in the U.S. Probably. Yeah, and that I I don't know how many ace machines are in Japan, but there's pretty soon it's it's it if Kyle keeps making his stuff, there might be more of those than there are of anything else. Yeah, I mean, I think the last batch there was fifty. 50 stages or something in the last yeah. batch, maybe. So, and, and it's just going to keep going. And yeah, I, I just got to, like, shout out Kyle and, like, you know, just give him a lot of respect for, like, keeping going with, you know, the thing that we all like and just making mm-hmm. sure that it still exists. It's really amazing for people who don't have access to Ace yeah. to be able to pick one of these up. And or for people who don't like it, it, you know? Yeah, that's For true. people who want to play ITG or, or they want to play Step Maniacs. Or, yeah, play Step Maniacs. Um, it's great. And, like... I just wish I could beam this into Konami's offices <laughs> and be like, this guy just sold the this number of things that cost thousands of dollars. To, to individual people. To individual yeah. people. Not okay. Why don't you yeah. just sell these to us yeah. and then we could buy them? Yeah. Um, but, of course, we all know how, we all feel the same way about yeah. it, yeah. right? I know there, there are a lot of people who are uh, maybe worried about like what Konami decides to do with DDR. And there is one thing that I've thought that points is like a good signal for Konami continuing to invest in DDR. And that's the fact that they expanded to Europe last year. Yeah. Um, they don't have online there, which we 
assume is because of GDPR or something. But uh, it just wouldn't, it seems to me like it wouldn't make sense for them to start advertising like, oh, we're going to, you know, go to Europe and actually getting, you know, white cabs running ace in Europe if they weren't planning on continuing to invest. Yeah, exactly. So should we move on? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's we, move on. Have we gotten fired up about this? Should we revisit that one in five years? <laughs> yeah. We'll, Maybe we'll, in the next episode. We'll, let's just we'll see how it's going. Who's got the next one? Yeah, uh, Young Spend 2000 at Spendemian, a very clever Twitter handle. Where do you think DDR's upper level play is headed? I'd love to hear what you think the 19 folder is missing or what you think we will see before 20 is introduced. I personally think we'll see more foot speed in the 19s and then the first 20 will be like Paranoia Revolution, but at a faster speed. Mm. I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, we sort of kind of already touched on this. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I... There, there's only five 19s. Yeah. Um, there's not that many 18s either. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's, like I was saying earlier, there's a lot of room to add new and different things in there rather than just, you know, more yeah. gimmicks. Yeah. If DDR wants, if it wants to be like an eSport, I think what it needs is 18s and 19s. Um, the 20th anniversary seems like a perfect opportunity to add a 20. Mm-hmm. Um and I assume that the boss song of the next mix will be a 20. I just, what else could they do, right? It would be so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but I, I, I do think that the the 19th folder needs to get filled out a little bit more to bridge that gap. Yeah. It would be maybe a little strange to see. It, it would be a little premature, yeah. 19s, yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you the 19s have, like, because we saw Ace for Aces, right, which is notable for, like, the crazy slowdown. Are, like, I feel like... You know, obviously there are BPM changes in the 19s, but I don't think we there's anything that extreme on the slowdown side. Um, will you think things can get? There's room for 19s to get more gimmicky. To yeah, I think word. maybe that's what Spencer kind of meant, right? Like because there's a Paranoid Revolution challenge. Mm-hmm. It has the slow part, and the slow part in that song is not that slow, mm-hmm. but. It is hard to read. Yeah, yeah it's very crossover. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you could imagine Ace versus Challenge, which I think that that slowdown is fifty BPM. Yeah. If if you had to do egoism runs at like <laughs> sixty Quarter, BPM or whatever, yeah. even right? even a very short one, yeah, it would still be pretty difficult. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, top players would just memorize it, which kind yeah. of defeats the purpose, sort of. Well, yeah, I mean, you're still it's still part of the yeah. challenge for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think that's where, as we were talking about earlier, yeah, between mental difficulty and and execution, yeah, I, I think nineteens need to rely more on on the execution of, of making it actually difficult to to just move your feet however they need to move rather than um having like slow stuff or whatever. I, I also think that people can do some of the things. Some of the stuff that is in the 19s right now, that if you look at the high-level players like Jeff, Chris, and Fafems, if you look at them play those songs, they have... So they, they, they mess up a lot, right? Like, they'll play... You know, I watched Chris play Endymion, and when he first played it, he was messing up quite a bit. And, like, not not comboing a lot of it, a lot of the song, and kind of just, you know... The, the, the scores were, of course, way better than anything I could do. But he was he was messing up a little bit. But over the course of him playing it, just a few times, he got up to like in in the first night like nine six one or something. 
And then right now he has the world record with like nine seven something. Nine seven and one, yeah. Like if he made it his goal to play that and mm-hmm. to get a really good score on that, like even a PFC, like would it be possible? I think that it would be possible. At least within the next couple of years. And I think that if in terms of the high level play with the players and not just the charts, if people want to to see this, I think we're going to have to start pra- practicing more on the 18th and 19s. Yeah, and, and having having that become more of the standard. Yeah, that's the that, default. Yeah, of having people push the boundaries more, not just having one or two people who are able to do these things, but when everyone could pass max 300, it's like, okay, well, now we got to push it a little bit more. Now we yeah. got to do... Everyone can pass a max, yeah. max limited. Yeah, I mean, you know, tr- transfer that to the modern days that, like, once everyone gets to the point of being able to do 18s and 19s fairly comfortably, it's like, okay, now we got to, we got to push it a little bit more. But yeah, I, I think the 18 or the 19s folder needs more variety in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, if there are only five charts. Yeah, before there's... moving on. And and to be fair, they are all quite different. Yeah. Um, they, they're pretty distinctive, at least. Uh, they have an element about them that sort of separates them from from each other so if we just get a, a 250 bpm stream song crossover from uh sound, sound, voltex. sound voltex or something <laughs> yeah plastics riots like camellia was talking about you oh, see that oh yeah yeah i wanted to men- yeah i mentioned that that camellia said you know i want, I want plastics riots in in ddr yeah and then chris replied and was like yes please make it a 20 and then camellia like quoted Chris and was like, "We'll go to the next dimension, Chris and I." Or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, who knows? Uh, yeah, I think Sound Voltex is probably the the place to look for for high BPM for for high BPM high difficulty charts. If we're gonna start crossing over things, and yeah. that's another thing is that none of the 19s are crossovers. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is kind of a good thing, yeah. right? Yeah, are any but, of the 18s crossovers? I'm, I'm sure. Tri- I mean, Triple Journey is. Or, I guess they're and, and Nageki no Ki is. is yeah, they're yeah. in other games. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they were necessarily part of like crossover events, but they're not all. No, like, but yeah, originals. they're not exclusive to DDR though. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I mean, that could be, potentially be a way to bring more higher difficulty things into the game rather yeah. than having one boss song per mix, which is basically what it has been. Um. So huh. that's kind of my thoughts. Um. What do we got next? <laughs> oh, yeah. We got, please discuss syncing from uh, Sega Genesis on Twitter. Basically, the question is mostly something like, how do I get better at syncing? Uh, adjusting to poor sync mm-hmm. and uh, learning how to MA with, with bad sync. And I, I, I've got some experience with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that what you need to do is play some on-sync songs when you first get to the arcade. Stuff that you know that you can do and so, stuff that feels like it's on. Uh, usually, if if you can get a good score on it and you don't believe that you have, like, some crazy accuracy yet, if you don't believe your MA is quite there yet, but you, there, you know there's a song that you can get a good score on, even PFC, that song is probably on sync. Mm-hmm. Um, so play that and then kind of adjust your, like, internal clock to be based on that song. And then go play some other songs and be like, how, how does this differ in difficulty uh, b- between the thing that I was just playing and doing well on and the thing that I'm not doing well on right now? How How is it different? Am I getting a lot of slows here? Am I getting a lot of fasts? There's some off-sync songs that you can deliberately play, like 
uh, the American pop songs, any of those are off sync. Yeah, it's really hard to find. Find the window. Find the window on those. Um, so, uh, as you mentioned, fast slow, which is, for those who don't know, it's uh, one of the premium features for uh, yeah. if you use Pacelli. Um, it's the premium content. Yeah, so uh, turn on fast slow. There's some guides on it. We should do one ourselves. We should. Uh, just to make it a little bit more streamlined. Um, but yeah, fast slow helps you identify. I mean, it can help you if you notice you got a lot of, of earlies, a lot of fasts. Yeah. Um, then that indicates that the song is probably late. It's also important to note that I think one thing I've noticed with uh, up and coming players is that DDR makes this especially confusing with the labeling that they use with fast slow is that there is a difference between fast and early and slow and late. So when a song is slow, that means that it isn't a very fast song. It's, it's like a low BPM. It's just the the metronome is ticking at a very like very plodding rate and it's not super fast, right? Um, but when something is late, that means that you have to hit the steps later than you should in order to get a perfect. It's like you hear the sound on the song and then you kind of have to hit the step later. Yeah, exactly. So in in Japanese, they use the same words for early and early and fast and slow and late. So the the concepts are kind of blended there. And in DDR, that that kind of holds over and it kind of holds over into our version where they call early fast and they call uh, late slow. But it's not really quite like that. And I think it's really important to understand the difference between those concepts and when you when you get a lot of slows that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going slow it might mean that you're going late and that's really what that means and if you're getting a lot of fast it doesn't mean that you're rushing it necessarily mm-hmm. it might mean that you're rushing it but it also might mean that you're just your 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 metronome or your your internal clock is just a little too a little too ahead mm-hmm. of the game's clock mm-hmm. and you really just kind of Try to understand that concept first off, and then go into it. And when you see the labels on the game and it says uh, says fast and slow, read that as early and late instead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and sync is also moderately su- subjective. Mm-hmm. Right. That that some songs that people think are early, another person may think is dead on. Right. Or whatever. Um. So everyone's kind of like center point, maybe a little bit different. And then the songs on either end of that will be either not quite as, you know, early or or even more late. Exactly. So, so and and it may just depend on if other people play other music games. Like key sounded games to me, always feel really early. Um, when I play like two DX or something that's that's key sound, I'm like, oh my god, this I have to hit so early because I'm coming from DDR. Yeah. Right. So so people coming the other way may feel differently. Um, that their their center of what is on sync to them may be a little bit different. Yeah, I've seen Chris play Sound Voltex before, and he actually puts the because the game lets you adjust kind of like a global offset, and he has it turned all the way in one direction. I don't remember whether it's he they go earlier or later, but um, I think that's because he's so used to the sync and DDR, like the what you might call the normal sync of DDR. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a difficult subject. Yeah, and, and it's hard to explain in words. Yeah, yeah, it, the, it is kind of is kind of the the trouble here. I think there's typically an early bias for people because it's easier to rush 
things than it is to kind of hold yourself back and restrain yourself. Restraining yourself, like, you know, preventing yourself from acting takes a lot more thought than it than it takes to just go. Mm-hmm. And so people always have a bias toward early. And so earlier songs often feel more unsync to people. And you got to watch out for that, too, because it can kind of train you to think that something is on when it isn't or something is not when it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so another tip I'll say is, is low, lower your difficulty a little bit. Like if you're really trying to focus on sync, uh, it's hard to focus on sync when you're just trying to like pass something. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. you know, if you normally play 13s and 14s or whatever, kick it down to like 11 and and play some songs in the 11 range and like really, really focus on your MA and your syncing and those fast, slow you know, and what it sounds like notations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing is like listening to your feet versus the music. Um, as Roger said in our previous episode, is like use yourself as your own assist tick. Yeah, sort of thing. Um, if, if your steps aren't sounding, if you're hearing your steps before you hear that accompanying part in the song, um, then you're hitting early. Or see, this is even confusing for me. Yeah. Is like is the song earlier? Am I hitting early? It's it it is kind of a confusing thing. So I can see how um, it can throw people off. Yeah, one thing I've noticed is if I play a song that maybe has normal what you might call normal sync, I might play another song, and if it uh, if the sync is really different than like the first few notes of a song, like I was I played uh, um, was it make it is it make it real make no, it better make it make it better so real mix is I think really late. Yeah, and so if if you're having a hard time figuring out kind of what sync means, you you might try playing a song that is really on sync, like Private Eye or One Way Ticket to Space or something, and then playing something like Make It Re- Make It Better, So Real Mix. And at the beginning, at least for me, I've I've definitely noticed. Yeah, like the change is really obvious if you go from one song straight to the next. Exactly. Yeah, yeah there's there's one from at So in Love on. So in Love is a Japanese player. Yeah. Uh, how is double play culture going in America? And I want to know the nice players on DP. <laughs> I, I think that's a translation error. That's, well, yeah, that's I mean, a, who are the good players on doubles? Right. Um, so there there are some good double players. Uh, I think Coco was just talking about someone who had the tag Harambe, who got a really good score on... A world record on egoism, egoism. Uh, challenge oh, double. Yeah, that's Aorio. Yeah. Um, and who, who's an ITG, who's a longtime ITG player. Um He's very good at stamina stuff and foot speed stuff. Yeah, and, just and destroys stuff on doubles <laughs> on on DDR. It's I think he pretty much exclusively plays double. And there's uh, T Swag, Thomas Swag. He's got um, a lot of really great double scores and mm-hmm. just a lot of players have have some like in 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 the in the SF Bay area. We've got uh, Gal Gal. He's really yeah. good at double. Um, Jeff is good at at good at double. Just doesn't play it. Just doesn't play it a whole lot. I mean, so I mean, so that's part of the the broader question is it's like, difficult to play double here in especially in California. Yeah, because there's I mean the the arcades are usually pretty packed that it's hard to get a game in or you, you might feel bad for holding up the line when two other people could play or mm-hmm. the pad you know both pads don't work. I mean the doubles culture has never been the same in the U.S. as it has been in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I, I wish that we could play more. We need more machines. Yeah. And I, I feel like most of the good double players in the U.S. play outside of California. Um, and there's probably a reason for that. So 
yeah, so in love, if you want to come over here and play double, um, <laughs> feel free. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and we can, you know, you can skip turns. Maybe we'll see some more of those doubles players at uh, the Fresno at tournament. Fresno tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Getting, getting people hyped up for stuff. Um, well, we, we got through about half of our questions, <laughs> but uh, maybe we'll do another one of these. We'll, we'll save these uh, and we'll try to come back to them. Yeah, if we um, didn't get to your question, um, we'll try and get to it next time. We've got this in a big Google document that we've, you know, we'll, we'll look at next time. And we've got s- so much to talk about mm-hmm. every week. And it's difficult to fit all fit it all in, but we will at some point. Um, everyone had a lot of really good suggestions for what to talk about. And please continue to send us more. If you look through the thread, if you look through our request, and you don't see the answer to something that you want... Um, Ask us on, on Twitter, on Discord, anywhere, and uh, we'll try and get get to you uh, yeah. in a future episode. And I mean, there was even some good conversation in reply. When people asked questions, other people from the community replied to those threads and yeah. had kind of their own conversations aside of just ourselves. Um, so, yeah, keep keep sending them in. We'll, we'll try and do another one of these question extravaganza episodes uh, later. So moving on to Tap Set of the Week... Um, which last week was uh, Kakume, or sorry, it was three weeks ago. I was on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Last episode. Last episode, my bad. Uh, so it's been top set of the three weeks uh, was Kakume, Break Free, and Thank You, Merry Christmas. Um, so thanks to everybody who was playing that. We got um, Derek H., Ambones, Watson, Danielle, Dayani, um, Untold Ecstasy, Nick Donnelly, uh, Sylph01, Paul Contreras, Clarence Corpus. Man, we got a lot of people. A lot of people playing it. Uh, Julian Max Ninja 09. <laughs> uh, promoted tweet from John Legere, the T-Mobile guy. <laughs> and um, Mighty Mark Max. And X Dank Meister. <laughs> so, uh, thank you to everybody who played um, our Tap Set of the Week. Yeah. And we've got another one we coming do. up yeah. right now. I, I'm, I'm going to choose... This is Roger. My, my choice is Melody Life, and uh, that's by, I believe it's Noria, uh, and she was a member of B4U, and this this song, I think it was a crossover from another Bimani game, and, and eventually showed up in DDR around X2, and it's uh, it's a pretty low-key song. I think it's a 10 on Expert, and it's I, I think it's a really great song to practice uh, crossovers with freezes. So it kind of does what Air expert does if you, if you if you know the chart for air it kind of has you crossing over on uh up and down and you have to hold a freeze in the middle and the difference between air and melody life is melody life is faster so if you want to get better at crossovers and you don't want to play air anymore go play <laughs> melody life because it's uh you know it's a cute song um and i feel like it's some it's a song that doesn't get a lot of attention yeah go yeah, my pick for this tap set of the week is Remain. Oh, uh, yeah. It's oh, a 15. Um, <laughs> we, that, man, we should have let you pick <laughs> what you suggested before. Um, it. I feel like a lot of people don't know the chart that well. Maybe yeah. they'll choose not to play it. Um, it's So it, I think we mentioned when we talked about Pursuer, it's mostly at 150 BPM and has a section at 75 BPM and a long-ending at 300 BPM. That's just eighth note stream. Um, but it also has a long... Uh, the, the whole beginning part of the song is just really quiet, so it can be difficult to hear in 
like loud, noisy arcades. Um, and I think that's. But it's something to play because you probably don't have a score on it. If, yeah. if you're if you're not one of the players that tries to get a score on everything, then you might not actually have a, a score on it, or you might not have a good one. Yeah, you probably played it once and go, oh, I'm never playing that again. Well, but too bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's something to play because it teaches you a lot about sync mm-hmm. because you have to pay very close attention to the sync in the beginning um, and playing visually. Yeah. Which is very important for off-sync songs. Yeah, and I mean, if you can't accuracy, that, that's something I've noticed actually lately, where I've been focusing more on timing visually. And I went to play Remain the other day, and I did better on it because I was paying more attention to timing, not based on sound, which is really hard because the song's so quiet. Yeah, but um, based on sync, so it's good practice for that. And and I think just being able to read patterns that are slow and not get tripped up. Mm-hmm. We just need a song that has no music. Yeah, <laughs> just sixteenth note stream what, the whole time. What, what's that one song? The the Four four thirty three yeah. or something. Oh yeah, John Cage. Yeah. Or just break the speakers on your cabinet. I mean, we used to do that with private ITG machines, so we just turn the sound completely yeah. off and just play songs with. And it's with actually no music. not that hard. It's kind of, yeah. <laughs> I, I always like playing ride the bass yeah. with no music. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so pro tip for Remain is that you can you can test out a uh, sudden plus on it if if you haven't really gotten around to experimenting with sudden plus, it's not that hard to turn it off because there's a, a pretty big uh, up down hold that if you can reach forward and hit the, the button to turn sudden plus off kind of in the middle there um you know that could help you read some of the slowdowns so if you haven't gotten around to playing around with sudden plus this could be a, a good chance to to do that that's true um also you can sudden plus on remain or on a pursuer pr- on pursuer, pursuer. In, in the, the jumps in the middle um i'm not going to be quite that mean to our <laughs> guest this week so uh, i'm going to go with chronos but the original chronos not the new remix um, it's a 15 on challenge, a 12 on expert, and both the charts are very fun. Yeah. Uh, the song's kind of, it's kind of weird. It's different. It's unusual for tag, but the, the challenge chart in particular is, is interesting. I think it, it has you facing right a whole lot. Um, and it's kind of a, a mental test of, of being able to, because it has a left, right jump and then kind of runs that start on up or down, yeah. um, which your natural inclination may be to start with one foot or the other, but then you'll be facing the wrong direction. So you kind of have to remind yourself to always pretty much be facing yeah. facing right for all of those is, is the key to that. Um, it's also got some interesting sync. So you'll have to <laughs> you'll have to pay attention to the sync on that song too. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it's a really fun chart. It's kind of a unique song. Um, Slap it on 5X, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty slow. So... Um, in the stream at the end, it's got some of those like Vanessa style, like right up left, right up left stuff where you're you're twisting around. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. slow BPM. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I think there's, there's some interesting patterns. It's Is bit... there a Scooby? Uh, I don't believe it's, so. I, I think it's, it's like the Vanessa twist. Yeah, yeah. It's, not it's, I don't Scooby, think it's quite yeah. a Scooby, but um, yeah, it's fun if you haven't played it a whole lot. But 140 BPM, not that fast. Right? It's 128. Oh, it's yeah, 128. Yeah, it's very oh, slow. I don't know it's, where I got that. It's very slow. Man, that w- it would be a banger <laughs> if it was 140. Because the remix yeah. is 140. Ah, yeah. Well, maybe there will be yeah. another remix, and we can just have a tap set of the week that's just nothing but Kronos. <laughs> yeah, please. Are there any other time-related songs? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so play the tap set of the week. Post your scores on Twitter. We'll uh, RT them. Yeah. And fave them. <laughs> and, um, and shout you out on the show. Um, and thank you again to uh, Fraxel for letting us use their song, Watch It Burn. 
as our intro and outro song. You can check out Fraxel stuff on at fraxel.bandcamp.com. It's good music. All right. I think that just about wraps it up for this episode, this this bonus-sized episode <laughs> yeah. for you all. Bonus um, So thank you for listening, and thank, thank you, you for, for playing. playing.